Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is Daniel Ricardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, the big booming voice of Daniel Ricciardo. Didn't have much luck on the weekend. Big uh, big Dan in his Red Bull, in his fading days of Red Bull, so, so to speak, before he moves on to the lights of the big yellow Renault. Ah, yes, yet another edition of 365 Days of Sport. The greatest sports radio show on the planet. Is that official? I don't know Danny's gone off to uh, uh, Renault. Yeah. When was that official? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Had enough. That just did he did he go out swing, swinging just like kind of. bagging him saying yeah you should have done yeah, this should have done that he actually did yeah he really did. yeah he had enough he oh just, that's a bit of a shame too many engine failures too yeah. many just fighting for the top job and they seem to be favouring the young upstart from Holland okay Max Verstappen gone done so he Moving decided on. he's gone no doubt Renault have padded mm-hmm. the uh, young mm-hmm. Western Australians pockets fairly fully right. he's done all right I think he's done all right. So, have we got some material tonight? Do you think we've got it covered sort of thing? You quite know, confident? Yep. You know us, Rob? We've got nothing. Um, I tell you what, I took a bit of a... It didn't feel that bad at the time, but at boxing, I took a bit of a blow this evening. Really? Yeah, well, it was stupid, because it was our first sort of round. Uh, it was all going fine. I was just sort of right before the bell was about to ding and go ding, and sit ding. down for a bit. Yeah. And I saw this jab coming from a mile away. Right. Didn't think it looked venomous, and just sort of thought I'd, I'd, I'd take it on the body. Oh, well, you've got, to, you've got to take it sometime. You've got to take it sometime, but it just kind of now. was right in the ribcage in the end, Ooh. on the heart. I thought it was going to get more of my arm, and oh. it missed, went right just, just next to the heart. Beautiful. And, uh, oh, it's a bit tender, actually. Don't yeah. do yourself damage, Rob. We've got to fight. Oh, no, no, no. We've got to fight it's, in it's, November. It really is nothing. It really <laughs> is. But it's the first uh, little little tickle that's actually uh, remained after the... Uh, okay. Afterwards. Yeah, you know. Nice. Well, uh, Rob is on the uh, training wagon, as we all know, for the mm. Asia-Pacific Masters Games. Yeah. Rob's end of the boxing. We're not quite sure which weight division yet. That's up to him, in I'll, all honesty. I'll be very surprised if I get down to the 81s. Very, very so surprised. So will we. We can only hope and try, and uh, mm. we'll, we'll get there eventually so yeah, coach uh, coach steve Carr, he sought me out yeah i went, I went hel- helmetless tonight oh really yeah did yeah. somebody give you a good whack on the head though no it, it turns out that it's possible that my division yeah. might be helmetless no and read, also it also helmet, it? it might be uh three minute rounds three threes yeah okay not keen on that <laughs> fair enough definitely not keen on that uh, yeah. helmetless i'm no problem i'm fine without that i don't that. think I, I prefer i don't it. think in their i totally uh, prefer it in their rules or insurances they could probably get away with that <sighs> i can't see it as an amateur bout because although the olympics now i believe they've tried to bring in, in the helmet optional rule okay but i don't it's remember. sensible makes sense i don't remember seeing much in rio yeah that it wasn't oh, i'll have to have a look it just blocks your view. It's annoying. It blocks your breathing. Yeah. It's just. A pain I, in the I ass. never wore a helmet bang. Yeah. I wore it once and got hit in the throat hooking. Um, Unbelievable! It was just extra confidence to get your head in line. It yeah. just it doesn't teach you the basics of getting your head out the bloody way. Yeah. Well, I never really faced anyone that quick. Didn't have to mm. worry about it so much. But uh, I never wore one either because I just don't like having my view obscured. It really throws me off. I like a nice panoramic view. Exactly. No, I, my, I agree uh, with you totally. That's why I never. That's why I didn't vision. like wearing it. Peripheral, Until peripheral they vision. come up with a helmet. In the old days, they used to have the helmets just with the little side panels on. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, face yeah. mask. Yeah, and I think I could uh, do that. Tim Wren played for Kent, fast bowler. He was the one who hit me in the throat. Damn him! 
kind of got through on me a little bit too quick. It was yeah. a bit too quick for me. I Did you even chop it onto your throat? No. Straight, straight through. Straight through. Yeah, straight through. Hit me in the side there. Ah, that wouldn't have been much fun. Oh, this side, actually. That I, um, I struggled to breathe in. Yeah. It actually hurt when I breathed in. I actually made a noise when I breathed in. Cheapest. Yeah, it hit me. Hey, <laughs> if you, it hit you, me you carried on. You carried on, obviously? Of course I carried on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Spat out a couple of teeth, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so no, he uh, he hit me in the throat. Yeah, if they hit you square, you'd be in big trouble. I've hit me in the Adam's apple. I don't. Th- I'd probably. Um, I wouldn't be able to host a radio show, Rob. No, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I think <laughs> people would have really lost out there. <laughs> yeah. Nose update. Oh gosh, I, I'm thinking I'm pretty high on their priority list, right? Because they've already sent me an appointment for the MRI on my sinuses. Yeah. So I've waited four years for an appointment. Yep. I waited 45 minutes for a five-minute appointment when I was there. Mm. Uh, and now within a couple of days, I've already been invited in for an MRI to check my sinuses. And that's going to be, what, June next year? No, no, at two weeks' time. Oh, so once you're in, you're actually in... Well, we're not j- sure. I suppose they, they work out if you're yeah. a priority or not. Mm. So obviously, if they if it's not too much, you probably go to the back of the queue. I mean, yeah. they obviously rate you one to five, I reckon. Well, from the sounds of things, yours was such a disastrous, yeah. a shambolic sight. <laughs> like, yes. the look at the x-rays, and there'd be hordes of doctors just going, what the hell is wrong look with this man? Look at this special this case. Is, this is just horrendous. This is this is not of this world. Yeah. This is some kind of mutation. He's like one of the X-Men, yeah. but with, with, with less power. Because nope, you can't with, even smell less senses. <laughs> less you're senses reverse X Men. You're the X Men reject. Your mutation is totally useless. Yes. Doesn't help anyone. And they just all crowd around and said, well, we got to get this guy in. We can all point and poke and prod. He's like um, a sort of a more subtle version of the elephant man, perhaps. Pa- yes. Yeah? Like the internal, <laughs> but all, all the shambolicness is internal. It hasn't manifested on the external. I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. I really don't know where to go with that. <laughs> it's uh, probably not a great compliment. I'm a more, but... shallower, version. I'm a more shallower version than the elephant man. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know. Is it better to be? It's at least it's not. It's in your um, infrastructure. It yeah. hasn't manifested externally. As well, let's before. hope not. Let's hope not, yeah. because the idea of the MRI is mm. to find out whether my sinuses are buggered or not. Right. Okay. Whether and they have to check when they're going to do the operation. Whether they have to fix up the sinuses as well. Right. What's the doctor's name? Yeah, Brent, actually, or Brett. Brett. First name Brett. Oh yeah. Hi, I'm oh, Brett. I was going to hope that it was Brent. And that his yeah. first name was David. David, yeah, that would yeah. be nice, wouldn't Dr. it? David, right. Or um, I'm thinking Brett from Flight of the Concords as well. Brett. <laughs> Brett. Brett. Dr. Brett. Mm. Yeah. You're trying to get some uh, get get uh, progress out of that one. Mm. What other sports news you got, Rob? Any, uh, anything of note? I did. Uh, I watched something over the week. Well, I've got, obviously, I'm fairly excited about the final on Thursday night. Hawthorne Richmond. What sports my team. that? It's an Australian rules football. Really? Yeah. Is it still going? That's still sport? going. It's Jeez. just the final's just starting. They had the bye round. So is that I'm, a good thing uh, or a bad uh, thing? I'm going to ask you a sports question. Is the bye round at the end of the season a good thing or a bad uh, thing, Rob? It's a bit annoying, but kind of you just get over it in the end. I think the players have come round to it now. Mm-hmm. I think there was a bit of opposition at first. I think the players are liking it. I don't know. It doesn't no. bother me. No. Carry on. But I tell you what, oh, here's some personal sports news. Personal sports news, Sport, yeah. I learned the rules of doubles table tennis. Yes, we've discussed this. Yes. So, for the people listening. Yep, table tennis news, I, As a young man in New Zealand, I grew up my entire life. Uh, if it was ever a doubles match, you'd do five serves each, and it would go on rotation. Yeah. But each serve was alternate side. You serve from one side, then you serve the other. You swap over every time. Right. That's not the rules. No. And I got in quite the uh, John McEnroe-style dispute mm. with uh, my girlfriend's best friend. 
Really? Uh, I was being silly, but um, I was kind of drunk. And uh, I went and yeah, might gone training, a, might, might just, in just, training, Rob. Yeah, might have just gone a bit too far, and she uh, she departed the table because uh, telling me that I was wrong and I was adamant I was right, but no, nah, she was no, right. she was right. Apparently, completely Women, right, always right. Yeah. Um, so you have to serve. Felt quite bad. The you next have to serve day. from right to right, right don't to you? right at all times, at all times. Yeah, yes, indeed. So if anyone out there is doing alternate serves and doubles uh, table tennis, you're barking up the wrong tree. And for a lot of our older listeners, you don't play to twenty. One of them anymore Most either. It's eleven. If you played 11. eleven. It's only two serves. Two serves. Yeah, that's, it's all been shortened. Everyone's run out yep. of patience. No and attention span. Rob didn't know this. The mm. ball is nine percent bigger nowadays as well than it used to be. They tried. Who to would s- know that it's nine percent? They tried bigger. to slow down the play. It was getting too quick, so ah. they they made the ball bigger to slow it down a little bit. That would work actually. Yeah. They and did. they found 9% was the right one? I don't know why it was 9%. Yeah. I think the fact that it's a, it has a circumference, the mm-hmm. ball, obviously, and they okay. wanted, they increased it by one millimetre, which gave you 9% volume. Right. I'm not sure of those maths, but that's I'm assuming that's how it came about. Right, right. Well, there we go. Well, that's good uh, good information for the people. Yeah, I knew that. But, bit. yeah, my whole table tennis career has been a, been a lie. Oh, or in doubles, anyway. Yeah, I was a bit of a table tennis star through school. Oh, we I played against you. I was better than you. Yeah, in Dubai, wasn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah. Mind you, I hadn't played probably for... I don't need you, neither do I. I don't need 20 your years. I don't need your school, school number one. You were number one in the school? In the school, yeah. So I that w- means I would have been number one in your school. You probably would have. Yeah. I was better back then. Okay. A lot better. You're going to get back in training, huh? Um, so a bit should... of Forrest Gump. I don't know anything about Forrest Gump. I know he represented the United States in table tennis. I know Tom Hanks is in the film. That's all I know. Mama, I'm not using my own paddle. He ate chocolates, apparently. That's about yeah, all I know. Yeah, yeah, and a bit of that. You'd quite enjoy Forrest Gump. No, probably not. It's too long. He just he, he lands on his feet a he number just, of times. Uh, he just continually loses loved ones throughout, which is a bit sad. But, I, don't, uh, I don't do Tom Hanks films. I don't know why. I just don't. You know, you ever don't like since, Tom Hanks. Ever since Big, who doesn't like Tom Hanks? Well, me clearly. He could run for president. He'd win. Oh, probably. He would have beat Donald Trump if you put, put Tom Hanks against Donald Trump. Yeah, that's true. He'd be a great president. Would who's he? Not, would, would, would he though? Who's not going to vote for Tom Hanks? Ah. Oh. I don't know. You don't know anyone in America who wouldn't vote for <laughs> well, Tom probably Hanks? Probably not. I don't. Um, Have you asked around? Not recently. Maybe that's such I a think moving right. forward. You can think about that. Now we've got Trump as president of the US. Is yeah. it going to be a celebrity position from now on? Because any it, bugger can run now. It's proven. Anybody can run for US president. Well, the problem is it's a tremendous distraction, I think, from what's actually going on behind the scenes, the people who actually run things. Yeah. And uh, occasionally I see uh, information posted on uh, social sites which is always factual and factual. Yeah. factual if it's on the internet, Rob, it's on, it's on, it's on the internet. Definitely true. Yeah, and uh, there seems like they're actually doing some not very good stuff. Who the uh, the people? The what do you call them? The administration. Really? Yeah. Specifically, what it is, I don't know. Okay. I can't remember off the top of my head. Are we going to see President Kardashian? I probably shouldn't go down this path because no, we're actually talking about actual now. politics and no. I don't really know what I'm well, talking about. It doesn't about. affect us, really. Let's yeah. be honest. It doesn't really affect us. Here's what's happening. I'm reading stuff on social media yeah. which may or may not be true. <laughs> so make your own mind up, yeah. all right? So if people are looking I'm gonna for an informed debate... Is there going to be a President Hanks? Would there be a President Kardashian? Is there going to oh, be a President Jenner? I, surely that's too far. Well, is it? That's what I'm saying, well, is it? Well, you'd take Jenner over Kardashian, because at least oh. uh, she's of age. But Which one? There's lots of Kardashians I think you'd... Around. I mean, to... If they wouldn't even vote in a woman last time, um, how I mean, to go for a transgender, I'm not sure that's going to be... Uh, that's a bit of a hey, stretch. we're a pro-transgender pro show, Rob. 
well, pro transgender gender I, show. I wasn't talking about myself. Yeah. I mean, there's a few conservative types in America. If you go, all right, we're going to take down Trump with the transgender. I think you're, um, you're, it's a bit of a stretch. Um, talking transgender, I got transgender news actually. Um, have you? Hannah Mancy, friend of the show. Yeah. She found out that she's not eligible for the draft again in the AFLW. In the AFLW. Through a tweet by a journalist. Oh. They didn't actually tell her. She what? actually responded to the tweet saying, oh, is that true? So she went round to try and get into the AFL Women's again. Yeah. And they still said no because she's a transgender. Yeah, apparently. So, okay. uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tweet. Yeah. Uh, by, oh, I'm going to say John Ralph. I don't know who these journalists mm-hmm. are. Somebody mm-hmm. like that that, uh, yeah. does it. And that's how, yeah, she, that's how she found out she wasn't eligible again. Well, so I, did, I saw there was a uh, photo. She got a, um, a photo with, uh, Jonathan Brown. Oh, did she? Yeah, they're about the same size. He's a big boy. Yeah. He used to do a bit of work for me at the, uh, Marta Children's Hospital. Or oh, yeah. John O'Brien. Yeah. He used to come in and say hello to the kids, especially a lot of his early career. He was injured. Right. So instead of going and hanging out at the Gabba, he used to come to the hospital. Oh, because you were in prison, of course, weren't yeah. you? Good on him. Great bloke. Super the bloke. The best bloke you'll ever meet. Fantastic. Really? you got yeah. something positive to say about AFL, have you? No, just about John O'Brien. Okay, good. He's a good lad. Mm-hmm, I won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Voss as well. Put it, uh, He did a lot of work with us, and he's a fantastic fellow. Yeah. I can say that. Oh, the vast majority, I think you'll they find, will be uh, quite upstanding yeah. gentlemen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, have you got some news? There's a new Manuka honey version of beef jerky. Good. I was hoping that would um, yeah. that you had some news on that. It's made with real Tasmanian Manuka honey. Perfect for those that enjoy a slightly sweeter jerky. Okay. Is it, is um, it creamed honey or is it uh, uh, just a No, a it's more not that trans- Chinese. It's not these Chinese mix honeys that they get in trouble for. No, New Zealand has that great that creamed one. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. It's, not, a, it's a lighter like, colour one. I'm going to be honest with you. I love it. Can't stand honey. Can't oh. stand it. I, I like it in a crunchy. What do you mean in a, a crunchy? Violent, violet crumble. Oh, right. I That's see what you're saying. That's I thought you were saying crunchy like they have crunchy peanut butter. And, oh, uh, no, no, no. In a crunchy, you know, chocolate bar. Oh, I, I get you. Okay. It's a different, it's a textual type of problem for you. Is it there, the beef man? No, I just don't like the taste. I think it's mm-hmm. too sweet for me. Okay. Uh, we've got to thank Masita, by the way, the best sportswear in Australia. If you're in any sports club or community group whatsoever, please consider Masita as your sportswear supplier. They are the cheapest around, the best quality. They will give you sponsorship money to buy more gear. And a new sponsor to the show, myclubshop.com.au. If you want a fundraising platform for your club, get Mm. onto myclubshop.com.au. It's the best stuff. That's uh, it's from Mercedes as well, by the mm. way. I'll just let you know. Um, sports news. Uh, what about this? The San Diego Padres, that baseball team. Yep, I think that's your team, isn't it, Rob? No, I'm. Uh, <laughs> who are you? Who do you follow in the who's baseball? My baseball team, the San Francisco Giants. No, no. Who do? Oh, it's not Houston. I don't like that. Even though they, they got us in for free. Yeah. Um, the Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Well done. Glad you remember that off the top of your head. Yeah. Uh, the San Diego Padres, they had, it was beach hat day the other day. Every person that went in the ground got a beach hat. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, they came with three gross bugs. Oh. Grain beetles were infesting the hats. Oh, that's a disaster. Yeah. It's, I love this. The lowly San Diego Padres gave fans attending Saturday night's game against the Rockies complimentary beach hats. Nice. The problem? Some of the packaging of the hats was discovered to contain an infestation of disgusting bugs. While the Padres like their fans to know that grain beetles pose no risk to humans, I would like to emphasize that they are, in fact, gross beetles that get into your cereal, and typically American, and elbow macaroni. 
Mm. And that's kind of a psychic harm from which a person may never recover. Exterminators say that disgusting bugs usually get into your home via packaging that was infested at a grocery store, mm. and that once in your home, they will quickly spread to other bagged or boxed products. Gosh. Until one unfortunate morning, you pour out a fistful of beetles in your bowl of milk and immediately fall over dead from pure horror. Oh, yes. Doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Um, few, so, so it was every single hat infested? Well, it does say a few thousand hats were distributed amongst the announced crowd of 35,771. Yep. Ushers went around with plastic bags trying to collect them <laughs> because they obviously noticed this yeah. in the ground. Yep. Uh, ushers tried to uh, collect them in plastic bags, although some fans were seen hiding their hats. Mm. The sensible non-beetle infestation coveting fans from Saturday's game were reportedly issued a voucher for their complimentary beach hats, which will be shipped to their home free of nightmare beetles by the Padres. So the, as compensation for all the health drama, whatever else, they're just getting them another hat. Yeah. I, I don't reckon I'd want another hat. Probably not. It was What sort of hat are we talking here? Is it a cat? It's like a big like cane, a big, like a big a beach stupid, hat. A stupid, pointless waste of time hat. Yeah. Like a sombrero. An ur- yeah. urban sombrero. Kind of a cane-style beach hat. Big, wide-brimmed, dodgy cane, cheap and nasty cheap beach and hat. Sounds absolutely filthy. Yeah. Um, Wow, gosh, I mean, uh, what, what a disappointing trip to the baseball that would have been to come yeah. back. Infected. Infested. Infested, infected, Even. bugs, all sorts of things. I've only had one uh, encounter with a a, a a mite. Really? Yeah. Just the one? Just the one. It wasn't pleasant. When I was about 15, Yeah. I babysat my cousins. Uh, they were four and two, I think, at the time. Kids often get bugs, you know. They do. And they got shifted out in the other rooms, and I had the spare bed which they, one of them had been sleeping in previously, had this bloody thing called scabies. Ooh. And it gets it sits in the bed. I slept in the bed, and then I just started getting all itchy like a week later. Wow. Crazy itchy to the point, carried on for weeks and weeks, to the point where it fires up in the evening, and I was having, I was having scalding hot showers at three in the morning to try and get my skin to calm down. Mm. And mum was just telling me, oh, it's a bit of eczema. And like I'm scratching to the point Just of bleeding, of bleeding. I'm scratching so much. Jeez. And finally went to the doctor and said, "Oh yeah, you got scabies." Isn't that an awful sounding yeah, it thing? Is. Why does diseases have to have the worst sounding? Well, if names? they sounded nice, then you think, "Oh, I love a bit yeah. of lymphoma." It's just connotations of foulness. Yeah, and it, well, it rhymes with rabies. That can't it be. It does. Good. Yeah, but so it also rhymes with babies. Who I'm, thought that through? I'm not sure. No, no one thought it through. Babies get scabies. Ooh, do they? Yeah. Do they? Babies get scabies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Well, not babies, toddlers. Dogs give you rabies. Toddlers. Dogs, yeah, I don't know. We can make some sort of poem about that later. Right, a couple of weeks ago on the 365 Days of Sport Radio Show, the greatest sports radio show on the planet, Mm -hmm. we talked to Steve Taylor, uh, who's over from England via Scotland, and he's decided to raise money for Neuroblastone, which is a great thing. And he was raising it by riding a bicycle from Brisbane to Adelaide. Yeah, Brisbane to Adelaide. 2,222 kilometres, Rob. Mm Mm-hmm. 2,222 kilometres. That's further than I've, I've been before. It was going to take 21 days, I think, exactly three weeks. So we're two weeks on, I think, and we've got Steve. We've rescued him from his ice bath. We dragged him out of the pub, and we've got him on the phone. Steve, where are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm back in the van. I was in the pub about an hour ago, but uh, Good man. I'm, I'm officially resting up for tomorrow's stage. Officially resting up, we like that. We're all about yeah. officialness here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
so where are you? We don't quite know on the map where you are because you've taken the kind of the country roads from uh, Brisbane to Adelaide. We have. We're in a, uh, we're in a place called Geraldery. Geraldery, in fact, there's only in the middle. Geraldery. 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 Yeah, it's about 100k west of Wagga. Oh, 100k Wagga. west of Wagga Wagga. Wagga. Okay, so yeah, what okay. state... Yeah. What state is it officially, apart from knackered? Oh, we're still in New South Wales. You're in New South Wales, okay. You haven't gone across the river then? No, that's tomorrow. Oh, that's tomorrow you enter Victoria. Do you actually get into Victoria? Are you in South Australia then? No, we're in... uh, We'll be in Victoria, I think, tomorrow. And I guess uh, the day after. South South Australia, Australia, maybe. Beautiful. So, uh, how... It's very west now. You, yeah, how are the legs holding up? Well, how's the body holding up? Because you're not a young fella either. We got to let our listeners oh, know oh, that. Oh, I am uh, sixty-five. Mm. I'm into the pension. I'm into give this game up. But um, <laughs> the, the way the way we set the schedule out right was that all the hard days were in the first week, and it was twenty stages with two rest days thrown in for a bit of recovery. So we've kind of had to abandon the stages because we're eating them up too quickly. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, today, today was day 10 on the road, but we've done 11 and a half stages. Right, right. So we're, we're living in a motorhome, and anyone that's driving these roads that sees a mad bloke uh, on a push bike with a camper van behind him, you know, that's us. And um, we try, we need three things in life every night. We need um, an electric hookup, Wi-Fi, and a pub. Yeah, good. And, um, well, if you keep you know, smashing through uh, these stages like this, Steve, I, I think uh, there's plenty of time for the pub. Well, we're, we're going to be early, is the bottom line. Mm. We, we, we have, a, we have a, an official end date at Seymour College in Adelaide on the 14th, which is a week on Friday. Yeah. And that and that will still happen. That will be like, you know, the, the champagne um, final stage of the Tour de France. And nobody setting out on a bike from Brisbane is going to be allowed to overtake me on the last day. I think that's the way it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, it looks like we could be in Adelaide as early as Sunday or Monday. I'll tell you what, in the last four or five days, uh, it's going to be one hell of a pub crawl. <laughs> <laughs> well... We've got we've got the bucket, you know, and it's only about a third full. So uh, we're going to have plenty of opportunity to um, to go and get some more in it. I think. No, we definitely. Did, we did a school visit. We did a school visit yesterday in Wagga. Nice. And um, and we we went to this primary school, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, they got all the kids, all the kids into the assembly hall, and um, we took the bike, and you know, we just told the story about how all this started, and and where we've been, and all the little towns we've been through and stuff and how we got chased by feral dogs on friday <laughs> really that, that was quite yeah 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 go just minding my own business going down this wee country road and um paul who's driving the van uh, usually is behind me you see and he suddenly overtook overtook me on this and there's nothing on the road but we're going through this wood you see so he suddenly overtook me and then slammed the brakes on the middle of the road wind comes down get in get in dog <laughs> and they've spotted you <laughs> How many dogs are we talking? Uh, well, probably about half a dozen, you know, sort of outpatient-sized dogs, and they'd spotted lunch. <laughs> were they um, pro- properly feral? Like, were they domesticated in any way to, to look, or just no? Uh, uh, middle of nowhere, totally middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, I, I think they were just a bit hungry, you know? Yeah, right, right. I didn't know there um, was still wild um, dogs roaming Australia. 
<laughs> well, I'm just being advised by the man who knows these things, yeah. and I don't mm-hmm. like dogs, so I was taking no chances, you know. So, talking of wildlife, uh, what else, apart from wild dogs, have, has there been any um, road strange, <laughs> yeah, roadkill or strange wildlife spotting? All spotted an emu as we were coming into mm-hmm. Alderate this mm-hmm. afternoon, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. So I've not seen I've not seen an emu yet. And apparently, some big eagles we got to look out for. I suppose we might not see them. Nearly got hit by a bunch of roos this afternoon, but they were five about five meters in front of us. All oh, right, right. Just shot out from the side about half a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but uh, nothing really exotic. Good, good. But um, distance distance wise, we are one thousand four hundred and seventy seven mm-hmm. kilometers. Yeah. Um, and what's that? About seven hundred left, something like that. Something like that, yeah, sounds like it. Did 196 today, that was the longest leg, yeah. Was it all downhill? Well, I'm using a thing called Haverhead Carew, which is a, a navigation device. Yeah. And it said that it was downhill, but there's no way that was downhill. <laughs> what I've learned about, what I've learned about your Aussie roads, not only are they straight, but when you, when you get to the top of a hill, right, and you come over the top, you go down a bit, and you can see that you go down a bit, and then you can see the next hill higher than the one you you just crested. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. about two k's away. And, and that, that's the way it is, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Life is down a bit, and then up more, over the top of that one, and then down a bit, and then up even more, and every day seems to be like that. Yeah. Steve, is the, mes- is, the mes- is the message being getting through? Are people uh, paying attention to your cause? Uh, I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, we've got... I think we're up near that, that 86, 86, 90 odd followers on Instagram now. Okay. That's Ride, the number two cure, Ride's cure on Instagram. And uh, the web. All the pictures and everything. Yeah, on there. oh, that's great. Well, we'll look at that. But there's also Ride2, the number two cure.org.au, which is the main fundraising uh, side, we, side of things. Know, that's where you can hit the donate button and throw your pennies in. Yeah. And we're, we're up to two and a half grand, I think, there just now. Right. Um, we're looking at 11,000. 11,000 is our target. And it's, you know, it's rattling along. Good. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not halfway there yet, but the, the day is still young, as it were. Definitely is. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. So, uh, well, we haven't really, we haven't seen too much. Has there been any hairy moments, any road trains trying to take you out or anything? Because the cyclists are the sworn enemy of the road train, apparently. Well, Paul does a good job of looking after me in that regard because, you know, he's in the van, he's got the, the hazards on, yeah. and I'm in front of the van, so they've got to give him a wide berth, and then that gives me a yeah, wide berth. fair enough. And we, we did ABC Radio, I think it was last Wednesday, and uh, and then we were getting toots off lorry drivers, so, oh, good. you know, somebody was listening. In fact, it's quite funny because we were in this pub, um, well, we're in a pub every night, but we were in this pub in uh, Turawina on Wednesday night, and I got talking to these two Aussie blokes, and this woman at the end of the bar, she was kind of, because the pub wasn't that full, so she could hear the conversation, and she says, are you, are you that bloke that I heard on the radio this morning? <laughs> and I said, yeah, probably was, because I did do the wireless this morning, yeah. and then she got quite excited, and she shouted at her husband across, come here, come here, it's that man. <laughs> that man that we heard on the radio this morning. That madman. Oh, yeah, they gave us $100. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes, we got the picture, and, you know, that went up on the on the internet, and uh, it was really lovely. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Good. People, people have been fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, I hope we get to Adelaide. To go, they're going to shut you a nice uh, trip to the Barossa Valley or something like that, a bit of a nice uh, relax and uh, wine time and just really taking the culture, you know. Yeah, well, I, I've never been to Adelaide. I know a lot of people there who 
social media, but I can't wait. Because <laughs> I think we're getting it about four or five days off. Yeah, well, that's the main thing. Sample some local hostelries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely worthwhile. Well, Steve, we wish you the best of luck. We might catch you. Well, you might even beat us to Adelaide by the time we're back on air next Tuesday. So uh, we will we will yeah, keep well, in well, touch. Yeah. But for everyone listening, please jump on ridetocure.org.au and follow Steve on Instagram and Twitter and all everything else. Uh, Facebook, it is uh, just look up Ride to Cure. That's a number two. Please, please, please check him a few dollars. He is riding a bike from Brisbane to Adelaide, raising money for neuroblastoma. All the best, Steve. Hopefully you'll stay out of trouble the last few days and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in Adelaide probably next Tuesday night. Good morning. Thanks Hello. a lot, mate. No worries. Uh, best of luck to Steve Taylor, by the way, who's uh, yes over halfway. Very, very good effort. Very good effort. That sounds like he's doing it easy. Yeah. yeah no, he's made good progress, apart yeah. from getting eaten by dogs. Yeah, it's my, well, not almost. Being, almost. being challenged. They've seen some Feral kangaroos. Feral Australian dogs. Yeah. Seen abandoned. Some, seen some kangaroos and possibly an emu. Yeah. It's a bit boring, P- isn't it? Possibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steve doesn't know. Again, more, sure. more get, unconfirmed reports. Paul, who's his uh, motorhome driver and mm. obviously guardian on the road. Yeah. He could have said anything. Could have said anything. Oh, there's a Yeti. Yeah. Oh, was there? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Unconfirmed. <laughs> unconfirmed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, National Welsh Rarebit Day today, Rob. Welsh Rarebit. R- Welsh Rarebit. What does that even mean? Welsh Rarebit. Very famous food. Well, it's, uh, can't be that famous. Famous all over oh, Europe. I'm a man of the world. I'm... I'm uh, in tune. This is what it says. Famous all over Europe, Welsh rarebit is a distant cousin to cheese on toast. <laughs> a oh, distant cousin. Jeez. Made with a cheese and ale sauce. Now we're talking, that Rob, aren't we? That's pretty good. Um, cheese and ale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nobody's quite sure of the origin of the name. A cousin to cheese and toast. Yeah. Do you know, well, my well, Welsh rarebit what, used to what's put... What's the amazing variation on cheese and toast that it's sausages. not... Sausages. There's sausages in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the variation, and we used to put a bit of Branston, and actually cheese and mashed potato mm-hmm. on toast with sausages in, with a bit of Branston. That's, there's there's obviously some leftovers going on there, so leftover sausage so. and mash, yeah. and you decide well, to put it on toast with some cheese. Yeah, and that And this is a, considered a Welsh delicacy. Uh, delicacy Luxury that, food. <laughs> um, nobody's quite sure the origin of the name, but it's generally believed to be a jest at the expense of the early poor of Wales, who may largely have subsisted on rabbit and ale, though how this relates back to cheese on toast, nobody's quite sure. Mm-hmm. But it was and mashed, the, and, definitely And, and there's a day today to honour this. National Welsh Rabbit Day today, Robert. I haven't had my Welsh Rabbit today, though. Sorry. Do you reckon when they work out which day they're going to have, they take a moment to look up uh, all the days and see if they can find a spare one? There must almost there be isn't no, a spare one now. no spare ones. There, just the I read there. an article a few years ago that's saying there's now 2,150 days in the year. Right. In because there's like... To this. Yeah. Uh, do you have to register with any sort of authority to have your official It's a very day? good question. I don't know if you want to make things official. Or do you, do you just start a Facebook page like everything yeah, else? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, get you a card. basically just start a Facebook page. Yeah. And then it's official, Rob. Yeah. As we well know. Because know. what is this show? This is officially the greatest the sports greatest radio show on the planet. Yeah. Because... Somebody said it was. Mm. So it's official. That's it. Hey, uh, John Daly's been uh, telling some stories. Friend of the show, John Daly, by the way. Yeah. Telling uh, the story is that time Tiger big Woods... Big fat boozer, John Daly. Big gambler, boozer, shambolic. His whole life's fallen to pieces several times, and he gets <laughs> it back again, and then, he, then he figures himself out, and then he goes back, and now he just he drinks, does. Does he just still wander around drinking Diet Coke? Diet Coke. He's a, he's addicted to Diet yep. Coke nowadays, and he... He's, he's got a full did, dropped oh, it any day no now. doubt. Any day. Well, he smokes like a steam train as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it's sponsored by Hooters. 
So mm. every time he plays a golf tournament, he hangs out at Hooters for four or five days. Right, just eats wings. Drinks whiskey. Apparently loves whiskey, doesn't he? Okay. I think. And does he still walk the courses, or does he, is he on a cart? I think if you're on a PGA Tour, you have to you walk. You have to walk. But I did see the tournament where he hit a hole in one, mm. and the cart took him to the hole. So okay. I don't know whether that was a charity tournament or a pro-am or something. So uh, If he's walking, I can foresee a proper like pregnant woman's waddle. <laughs> with the lean back and the hands well, on the Well, he's hips. lucky he has a caddy. He does, all he has to do is hit the ball and walk. He doesn't have to yeah. do many much heavy lifting, does he? Has he still got a mullet? Of course. Yeah. That, that's got to cause a bit of weight for him to f- fall backward too. <laughs> I don't think his mullet's that heavy. He's getting old. He's falling mm-hmm. out anyway. Mm-hmm. Shall we hear the story of him let's and uh, Tiger Woods? Okay. So I looked at Tiger. I said, well, first of all, the story was he walks out. He's walking out of the locker. Tiger, come have a drink with us. He's in the slacks. He goes, no, nah, I'm going to hit a few balls. Three hours later, he comes back. He's in his gym store. I said, what the hell are you doing now? Come have a drink with us. Well, I'm going to go work out. I said, come have a drink with us. Right. Seriously, you've been out here for nine hours. I've been drinking for nine. At least that one with us. <laughs> so he goes, uh, no, nah, Daly, if I had your talent, I'd be doing just what you're doing. And we got paired the next day. Kicked his ass. <laughs> About the only time I ever kicked his ass, but I did. I shot 65 on him. He goes, you know what? I may have to start drinking. <laughs> Life, well, life lesson. Well, if, uh, he did start drinking Tiger, didn't he? Oh. And what happened? He jumped in the car and went driving. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Amongst other things. Yeah, yeah. He got. I wonder at what point in his career that was. It sounds like it was when he was pretty focused. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, Daly was obviously half decent at that time as well. Mm-hmm. So I reckon it would have probably been late 90s. Probably nah. Early 2000s probably. Didn't John Daly win a tournament not that long ago? Oh, here it is. It's from the 2004 Target World Challenge. Okay, that's, that's when it that's was. That's when it was. Yep, there you go. So that's, yeah, Tiger was well at his peak then. Oh, he was well the and truly. Best, the best. Yeah. Uh, oh, good on him. He eventually, yeah, as we said, um, he got stuck in, Tiger. Yeah. Life fell to pieces. Or did he? Wow. Probably it, freed him up. T- I, said that, I said this a long time ago. You did. It is always setting up for the greatest comeback in sports history. Well, he came second at the, the, the major m- the other week. If he, if he does it, the movie is just going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Honestly, what a performance. Who's going to play Tiger Woods? Tom Hanks. Morgan Freeman. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Everyone loves Tom Hanks. He can pull it off. Could be, uh, who was the cricketer who wasn't a cricketer? What? Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> oh, Forrest Whitaker. He'll be a bit old, I think. A little bit old. That's... I, don't, I don't know who you could get to play Tiger Woods. They'll find someone. Yes. No doubt they will find someone, Rob. <laughs> That's what I'm not sure they'll listen to this to to figure oh. out what the suggestions yeah, they'll, are. They'll find someone. Yeah, yeah. Because acting, those casting just... directors, they got to fill the day somehow. That's it. Hey, uh, how would you like to be a rugby coach in the UK at the minute? This uh, Australian guy, uh, Matt O'Connor, no relation to a friend of the show, James O'Connor. Matt O'Connor, he, he was the big. Oh, no, I was thinking of Matt. Wasn't he the big prop? No. Uh, he might be a prop. I'm not sure, Matt O'Connor. Anyway, so uh, Leicester signed him on big money. Leicester are like the biggest name rugby club in, in England, basically. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you got your Wasps and Saracens and mm. uh, Bath, yep. but Leicester's probably the number one. Okay. How many games do you think Matt O'Connor lasted as uh, team coach at Leicester? Uh, in his s- whole career for at Leicester coaching? 26. Yeah, one. 
won. They lost to um, Exeter, 40-6. to six. Right. They sacked him. Just like that. The game was on Saturday, sacked him on Tuesday. And that was his first... How, how much... Is this the first game of the season? First game of the season. What, how much pre-season tr- training Pre-season doesn't count, does it? No, no, but I mean, but I mean obviously... <laughs> oh, they he's normally, over, they they normally they start would, first weekend in August, don't they? That's the first so, game of the season. First real game of the season. But then he must have had some preparatory time. I would have thought so. I so thought he probably had a month there. There must have been rumours of, uh, don't like this guy. Yeah. Quite a lot from uh, a lot of the guys in the team. Unbelievable, and forty to six. Uh, the, the, um, that, that's pretty. Leicester, Leicester chairman Peter Tom said, "We would like to thank Matt for his hard work and commitment to the club in two spells at Welford Road, and we wish him and his family all the best for the future." Yeah, so he must have been paid out for it. Oh, yeah, he's on contract. That's it. If you well, get if you get sacked, you get paid out. He's got like nine months to do nothing to does do he, whatever does, he wants. Do you have a statement on things? Uh, he's not said anything at all. He said, "Thank you for the money." <laughs> And I will go and investigate. Well, he's got to be. It's, not, it's a bit of a blemish on the uh, curriculum vitae. Yes, that yes. is a blemish on the old curriculum vitae. Yes. That so is how's very he going to explain that one? It's like uh, you know when, when when you get that couple of Fs on your uh, yeah. university papers because on that particular one you decide not to show up, and you got to there you go. What what's that about? Oh, mm. oh, you know, <laughs> just wasn't really. Yeah, didn't, wasn't really into it. Wasn't in the zone. <laughs> Um, New Zealand news, Rob. We're going harness racing in New Zealand. Really? How's this? Um, abusive harness driver fined for abuse and threats. There's double abuse in the headline for a yeah, start. Yeah. That's a lot of abuse. Just, just read that again. I want another, I'll hear it again. Abusive, abusive? harness driver yep. fined for abuse and threats. Okay. Now, this guy's a former rugby player. But did, did it, yeah, they, why do they underline twice that he was I don't abused? know. So I'll read you this. He's a Bronson Monroe, mm. this guy's called. He was actually banned from rugby for 46 weeks in 2016 over a racial insult towards a Fijian player in a Canterbury club game. Mm. So he's uh, he's got history. So uh, harness racing driver banned from rugby for racial abuse has been fined for abusing two female harness drivers. He found himself in strife over an incident at a junior driver's event in Dunedin on June 15. Uh, he was charged with misconduct for abusing and threatening Charlotte Purvis and Cherie Tomlinson during, during and after race eight. So he was abusing them during the race, <laughs> in which he believed his horse should have been given the lead by the female drivers. Uh, Chief Steward Nick Idgren uh, gave evidence for the Racing Integrity Unit, described Monroe's behaviour as bullying and intimidating and well below the expected standard of conduct for a licensed horseman. Gosh. He got fined $500. 500 Yeah. The, is, um, he, is there any sort of banning going on? I'm looking to see so if he's it was banned a ban- from rugby altogether already. Yes, he's banned for 40. Well, no, he got banned for 46 weeks, so he's okay. served that ban. So he can go back to rugby at any time. Okay, <laughs> not sure how popular it will be. No, exactly, especially mm-hmm. with the Fijians. Okay, uh, he actually made the $500 donate the fine he donated to the ovarian cancer charity. Oh, okay, as part of that. So he's tried to turn it around. Try uh, to. I'd but- like to know. Did, did it say what caused him to lose his blower's top? Well, he claimed he got cut off and he thought he should be given way. So he abused it. Basically, caught him a, you know, useless. So he thought he was on the freeway for a moment and like, yeah. he was a lorry driver and some little darty twat in their uh, souped up Volkswagen just yeah. cut him off. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm on the road all day here, mate. <laughs> yeah. Back it off. Back it but, off. Uh, but in fact, 
it's different rules when you're driving on a trots track, isn't it? It is much mm. different. I don't yeah. think any who's who's got right away. I don't who's know. Got, you don't mean right away. Nah, it's a race. Fair game, isn't it? Fair it's game. It's a race. Hundred percent, Robert. Hundred percent. You don't sort of go running and then just go. Oh, I'll just yeah, go on through. Your turn. You have a turn. You have a turn. This is competitive sports. We're here to be competitive and win. It's no. like these kids' soccer matches where there's no scoring. What's uh, going on with under that? Under 12s. Under 12s. Well, you get the score, you just don't keep score. You don't keep score, but yeah. all the kids know the score. Of course they do. It's just human nature, particularly at that age. Yeah. When you're a kid, all you think about is beating them. It's only when you get older, you get a bit, you realise you're rubbish, you just stop giving That's the monkeys. It. I'm interested in that, actually, because I grew up, obviously, from seven upwards, primary school for me, mm. you play competitive football. Yeah, flat out. From day one. You, you constantly want to know how, you, how many runs you got. Yeah, uh, just how your bowling figures went. Yeah, yeah. everything. You just—it's it's human condition. Yeah, it to is. want to strive hu- forward. And not just that; it's human conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's how you create winners. You create people that want to rise to the top. The cream. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> and if you're not keeping score, and if you're not basically coaching decent ability into kids, what are you mm. going to do? It's too late at twelve. Yep. It's too late, Rob. You want to too dominate? Late. You need to dominate. Win. Yeah. Beat. Win, win, win. Smash. Get violent. Talking about beating people up. Yeah. Yeah. All lies, no word of truth. It is rumoured that this year's AFL Grand Final Entertainment will be a new version covering Up There Gazali, sung in a duet between Rick Astley and Celine Dion. Quite an unlikely duo. I like that. That would be you, good. You think that'd improve it? Because you're not a fan of that one, are you? Never gonna give you up. Well, never gonna Rick, Rick around. Never gonna turn around and desert you. No, but that's not up there, Gazali. Oh, that's the worst song in the world. Yeah, yeah Gazali. But they're covering that one. Oh, they're just going to cover that endlessly on a loop. Up there, oh. Is that Celine Dion? She's 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 not far off that um meatloaf. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. She, she, come on, Celine's a Sorry, phenomenal. Man. Got a great voice, but her enunciation very similar to old uh, Scott Stapp from Creed. Ooh, really? Here's a talking about you. Perhaps they should get. I'd like. What's this? Is this up there, Gazali? Very popular, this one. I could see Celine doing it with Scott Stapp. Oh, you think they should do a duet? Oh, like, Actually, that would be better. Be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what Rick's doing in the minute. He's made a bit Are of a ready? comeback. Yeah, he is. Yeah. With his one song. He had... Did he only have one song? <laughs> yeah, he, he, had about, had a, he had that one album. <laughs> with the one song on it. I remember very clearly, because it was 1986... And I got back from cricket, yeah. and mum and dad had just uh, purchased a compact disc player. Ooh! Yeah. I, and, I think and, I got a compact those, disc player in about 1986 yeah, as well. Yeah, that's when they came out, and CDs like 70 bucks. Um, and uh, they had these, uh, it was the first sort of multi-tray deck mega system. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, had a, had a record player, two, two tape cassettes. Decks? Yeah, yeah, I had one of them. And uh CD player, gosh. And one of the CDs they brought was Rick Astley. Oh. Yeah, there's that. Michael Jackson Thriller they had. Um, I think Chris Rea. Chris Rea. Chris Road Rhea. to Nowhere? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a tune that is. 
<laughs> some old school stuff. I might uh, I might fade down up there, Gazali, because I hate it. Uh, yeah. I hate it with a everyone passion. Know, everyone knows up there, Gazali. Sirwin, it's awful. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. I hate it so much. I think the fact they wheel it out every year and Mike Brady comes out and does it, but he doesn't do anything new with it. But based on that, you're going to hate Daryl Braithwaite with uh, horses at the Cox Plate. That's the way it's going to be, little darling. I mean, it's this, they're at the Cox you Plate. Go right in There's on lots the of horses. This horse yeah, is racing, yeah. Beefy. I know, it is horses racing. Let's get a song about horses. Um... What's going on? Oh, this is a bit of a Celine. But it's a Celine Dion, Rick Astley mashup. Really? Are you listening? This is going to be a bit of a taster of what we can yeah. expect. Gosh. Well, they're, they're doing quite tribal backing stuff at the moment. It's a, it's so, a acapella. Uh, it's a, like Glee Club. Well, they're doing the song from Titanic. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Banging it in. They sure are. I don't know what this show's turned into, Rob. I don't know what we're doing anymore. Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. Around now, desert you. Never gonna say goodbye, never gonna learn to cry. Desert you. And then in comes Celine. I think so. Well, this is very creative. Let's listen. No, still Rick. Back to Rick. Yeah. But they're doing the Titanic. Uh, the background, background noise, yeah. Noise, background sort of. Wow. Well, if this is what we're going to get at the AFL Grand Final, I think oh, I it's know. going to go down a tree. This is great, isn't it? In fact, in all honesty, imagine if Rick Astley came out. At oh, the, it would go it. mental. Remember when Tom Jones came out? <laughs> Ed Sheeran? <laughs> they couldn't afford Ed well, Sheeran. The, the one that was a great success was Lionel Richie, actually. Uh, yeah, at the replay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I need to be in an a cappella group. No, I don't think you should be in any singing I could group. do the bass. Jesus. Ooh. Ooh, they're really cutting it up there. Gonna... Well, I think Celine really has played back up to Rick on that particular yeah. one. So I'd like to see a bit more, her feature a bit more. Yeah, I think so. And uh, they move so forward before they yeah. get into the AFL Grand Final. You're listening you know. to 365 Days of Sport, by the way. Mm-hmm. That was Celine Dean. Well, that, we're talking about the AFL Grand Final we entertainment. Were, yeah. I yeah, I think that would go down quite well. Mm. I couldn't name you any other Celine Dion hit, by the way, apart from the Titanic one. Yeah, apart from that, the My Power heart- of Love. Power- is that is yeah. that a tune? Is Don't it? say what you're bound to say dun dun look back before you read my life dun 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 obviously Rick did uh, together forever that was another one yeah Um, what he did that one with the with the gospel choir behind him as well at Christmas I think it was in the UK a Christmas song cry for help or something like that along those lines 
DJ Rick Astley. He, well, of... yeah, he said they got him on, the Foo Fighters got him on. Ah, uh, to do, but they did his own song. And, well, cause they, it sounded like they're gonna do, um, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Because the chords are very, very similar to, never, never gonna give you really? Up. Yeah. I ding, did not know ding, that. ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 yeah, 50-odd, yeah. Still he's in good shape, good head of hair. He's looking, he's going well. He, had, he always had good hair. Yeah. Always had good hair, mm-hmm. did Rick Astley. Yeah, it was never in doubt, that one. No. What's coming up next? I'll tell you what we will do. While we're in the music mood, Rob, actually, it's quite, it's quite a good uh, worst song in the world this week because it's not as bad as we uh, we think. All right, well, I'll be the judge of that. Play the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. You know, we did that song the other week that was uh, incredibly bad. The coaches one. This one. No. Remember this one? Run, run, run or something. What's this one? We were playing football, my friends and I. Oh, yeah. Having a real good time. Yeah. I dream about this song. I, I do want to hear the Greyhound one again. That was that was a ripper. Bang! I broke my leg. Yeah. Anyway, I got. I remember that it. was rubbish. Yeah. That is the. That's possibly the worst song apart from the Greyhound song. No, obviously. it's got some element of humour to it. it the did. Gre- anyway, Greyhound that, that the song was called level. the Sports Song in brackets mm. with injuries. That yep. was what that, that song was, what was that called. Was. What's what do you get to follow now, that with? This is called the Sports Song, mm. but it's by um, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. He's done a generic sports song. Okay. Which like is this. quite funny. Yeah. It's actually very, well, it's very good. Yankovic, you know, oh, of course. Professional. Legend. Professional. He's done a Hollywood star recently. That was in the news. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I think he replaced Donald Trump's, didn't he? Because <laughs> they dug Donald Trump's, because oh, everyone kept it keeps smashing. Getting, it keeps getting vandalized. Yeah, so they've dug yeah. it up now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they got rid of it, so you can't dig it up. Defeated. So they've probably repl- replaced it with Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you want to hear the sports song? Yep. <laughs>
Like it is. It's weird how young, like it's always gonna be awesome if he does it. It's great. I remember um Dave Grohl telling a story about when he somehow got a message to Nirvana asking if he could do a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit, and they just like were so stoked. They just said, "Oh, definitely, please do." <laughs> they got over the moon and couldn't wait to see it. You know? Yeah. So, uh, uh, but that was uh, that's was great. I think more sports songs should actually tell it like it is. Yeah, we're great. You suck. Well, that's actually there's a Jerry, a new Jerry Seinfeld stand-up bit which has a, sort of a, a, a difference between he talks about how everything either sucks or it's great now, yeah. and the difference between something sucking and something being great is actually a very fine line. Right. Yeah, it's quite okay. a good little bit. Okay. It's a newer bit for Jerry, and uh, I had right. a great laugh. You know, is he uh, is he doing stand-up again now, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. regularly. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's bad Has he run out of that $100 billion he's earned? Is he's he just for a laugh. Just as for a laugh. Quite literally. Not what we're I'll tell you what I'm going to do, is, though. Is, I thought this was professional. Do you want to hear a Jason McAteer story about Bono? Yep. Um, I was playing for the, the Republic of Ireland against Holland. It was a, um, a big qualifying game. The Dutch had, you know, the arrogance of the Dutch, they'd already booked their hotel for the World Cup in Japan. They'd already booked the plane. And it was really a non-event them coming to Lansdowne to play us, you know, it was a matter of what to score, how many they were going to score, really. And, um, you know, we were, st- we were still in it, we were still in the qualifiers, you know, a, a result against the Dutch would have, you know, put us in a playoff against Iran, um, and then we had a right chance of making Japan. So we, we knew it was a massive game for us, and we knew the crowd was going to be brilliant. It was sold out weeks and weeks before. Anyway, we, we, uh, we goes the game, it was like a six o'clock kickoff, and it was the Beckham, it was the Beckham game where he scored against Greece. So England had done their job, basically. Beckham had scored the winner. And we kicked off just after that. And um, the game wasn't going really to plan. You know, the Dutch were on top. And then Gary Kelly went and got sent off. And we were down to we were down to 10 men. And we were really up against it, nil-nil. And uh, Triggs, which is me, um, has to take a corner. So I runs over to the, the right-hand side and I whips this corner and gets punched out. And, uh, and the skipper picks the ball up. Roy picks the ball up. Does a bit of bit of stuff. The referee plays a fantastic advantage. He goes out to Damien Duffy, rolls it on to Steve Finnan. And I was being really lazy, to be fair. And I should have been back on the right-hand side by this time, but I decided just to, to stay on the left. Anyway, the ball goes out to Finn. He manages to get his cross in. And uh, I'm free at the back stick. And it, there's a lovely little bounce just before it comes to me. And I, I've got about, I don't know, eight, nine, ten yards to go. And I put it, sits right in front of me, and I bends it right into the top corner. And it, it, it ends up being the winner of the game. And uh, there's great celebrations after the game, a lot of emotion after the game, and you know we sent the Dutch packing. Anyway, I get into the dressing room at the end of the game, and uh, Mick Byrne, who's like the physio of the team, he's like the da- he's like our father, he's brilliant, he's like our dad, he's a fantastic character. And um, he he comes into the dressing room and he gives me a big hug and he's like made up. He says to me, he says I've just had the lead singer of U2 on Bono, just had him on the blower. He says, uh, they're live in Slane tonight. Big concert, or sold out. Thousands and thousands of people. They want you to go on stage. 
So I'm thinking to him, he wants me to go on stage with him. So he goes, yeah, he wants you to go down. I said, listen, Mick, I said, I've got Aldo. Aldo's come the game. I said, I've got him tickets and all the lads and that. So I've got a night out planned. I said, I can't go on stage with Bono. He says to me, listen, he'll fly a helicopter in for you, right? <laughs> They'll pick you up. They'll land at Slane. And you, you go out with him and he's going to, like, you know, make a big... I went, Mick, I can't do it. I can't let Aldo down. He's one of my heroes. I can't do it. So anyway, I'm thinking, what shall I do? And I thought, oh, I'm going out with Aldo. And I went into town that night and I met Aldo and I went... Anyway, there was a part of me that didn't really believe me, to be fair. And I went to Vegas about a year later and I was having a, I was having a piss in a, in, a, in a bar in Vegas. And there's a lad standing next to me and he goes... Because um, obviously you know my nickname's Triggered. He goes, Triggered, he went... He said, I was watching it at DVD the other day. He said, you two live in Slane. He went, ah, Bono comes out with a flag right around him, shouts your name, kicks a beach ball into the, into the crowd. I went, you're having a laugh, aren't you? So when he goes home, buys a DVD, and there's Bono shouting McAteer all over the place, sending he scored the winner against Holland. <laughs> I left him off. <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you, things you do. That's <laughs> true. I'm <laughs> off, I'm going. Uh, and I went out with Aldo. <laughs> uh, it was a shit night. Uh, why, who did he go hang out with to not hang out with Bono? It was a bloke called John Aldridge. John right? Aldridge. Who is an absolute legend in Newport, of all places. <laughs> he used to play for Newport County. <laughs> or he was he Irish? On, he ended up playing for Republic of Ireland, yes, yeah. through his grandmother. Mm-hmm. But he went on to play for Oxford and Liverpool and uh, Real Sociedad, and he was a, he's a bit of a legend. He's a bit of a Liverpool absolute legend and Jason McIntyre mm. played for Liverpool and Republic of Ireland obviously but uh, right. so John Aldridge has gone out to Ireland to watch this game and him and McIntyre are going to go on the lash after the game mm-hmm. as normal and uh, yeah so instead of going and getting on stage That's with madness. Bono what country were they in sorry? Ireland so Slane but, Castle oh they were actually in Ireland yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what an idiot yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah don't worry about Bono uh, yeah, I'm going on the piss with John Aldridge, of all people. He's going to send a helicopter, he's got to get in it and yeah. go for a helicopter ride, yeah. wander off and you can do whatever. And he said, yeah, typical crap night at the end. Yeah. yeah. Was that, was that, that was in the World Cup then? That was a world, last chance World Cup qualifier to get to oh, Japan. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, so they had to right, beat right, Holland right. to so, get there. So they were allowed to party. It wasn't mid-tournament. No, no, they was actually qualifying. So mm-hmm. uh, you can imagine Dublin would have gone absolutely crazy. <laughs> there we go. All right, well, uh, we might as well do this then. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. <laughs> Top 10. Got there in the end. Back. We got there. Uh, now, this is a bit cheap, but this is a straight up follow up off last week's show. Really? We talked about Roller Derby. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you get the top we 10 names? We talked about Ooh. Roller Derby. I'm so, by this. people out there won't know much about Roller Derby. Well, it's, they uh, may do. They might, they might not. But basically, it's a sport where you got a team of, I don't know, 10 or so. How many is in a team? I don't know. It's a very good question. Let's just Rob. say 10. Might be 12. I don't know. Yeah. They got, they make a sort of a speed, uh, oval shaped, uh, ring inside a basketball court. The they, same they, size. It's yours. They kind of race through and you got to try and barge your way through and it's quite physical. Strangely, a sport has been mostly dominated by women. Is that fair to say? 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's, uh, and, um. In fact, it's very rare for a male to even be playing. Yeah. And yeah even yeah. in these. Because uh, they're very, very physical. Oh. Lots of contact and smashing each other and they've got helmets on. 
on and they're Loads going of contact. they're going flat out. Anyway, they they like to give themselves kind of uh, nicknames or aliases. Aliases, I think the word because yeah. that's how that's how they actually go by their. Uh, yeah. You know, that is their name in the sport. And they put it on their shirt, and it's always got some sort of pun. Could be some, uh, something to do with skating, because it's or on roller skates. smashing or people. Smashing or someone. devil worship. Yeah, or often some sort of making fun of themselves as a woman. Yeah. Or w- w- womanly ways, woman, women's issues. Famous women. Yeah. They, they'll, they'll throw in some kind of pun to... Uh, I love it. Give it an angle. Or I'm something. loving this, Rob. So I have got myself the top ten roller derby names. Right. Any right. any honourable mentions? Well, just honourable mention before, just so you can yep. get the ball rolling. Love it. Jelly roll. Jelly roll. Yeah. Well, roll. Roll is for rolling. Yeah, yeah. You have a jelly roll. I think it just means she's probably a bit wobbly. Okay. As a person. Are we talking jelly roll? Are we or jelly roll? Jelly, jelly. Oh, okay. What did I say? It weird. Jelly, as in like flabby wobbly jelly. jelly, wobbly jelly, jelly, jelly yeah. roll. It that, sounds like it's when you say bears. When you say beers, yeah, it sounds like bears sometimes. It's the same. You say it the same. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. Carry on. Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I love it. You like that yeah, one? Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Helen Wheels. Oh yes, Helen Wheels. Love that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Lacey DC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Babraham Lincoln. Yeah, Babraham Lincoln. That's stolen from Wayne's World, though. Come on. Is it Annie Mall? Oh, Annie Mall, yeah. All right, I'm going to do top ten now. I don't want to just keep just rattling off these names. Yeah, cool. Top ten. Here we go. We're into it. Top ten. All right, number ten. Miss United Skates. Yes, like that. Yeah. Number nine. Lord of the Rink. Yes. Yeah. Just changed one letter. Changed everything, didn't it? Yeah, but... She's a girl. Well, she can, can Lady of the be Rink lady. doesn't work, does it? Lord of the Rink, I like Lord, it. Yeah, it's, yeah, Lady of the Rink doesn't work at all. No. It's just too literal. Number eight, Hate Middleton. Hate Middleton! That's a good <laughs> current as well. Love it. Number seven, if you live in Caulfield, you might not like this one. Ooh, hello. Holly Corst. <laughs> <laughs> not even just if you live in Caulfield, generally. Yeah, Holly Corst. Thanks, Holly. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I'm just reading it. I didn't say it. Number six. Yep. Intoxicate. Oh, I love that's good. That is good. Yes. I'm loving Intoxicate. Number five. Assaulted peanut. Oh yeah. As yeah, an assaulted, yeah. you, like you assault someone. Yeah, I've got that. Number four. Woman of mass destruction. Woman, just woman of mass destruction. <laughs> Quite enjoying that one. Number three, Genghis Mum. <laughs> Genghis Mum? <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's sort of caught between Khan and Mongolia or something. I don't know. Genghis Mum. Genghis Mum. <laughs> it's just the one syllable. Yeah. Kind of, you know. Genghis Mum. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Genghis Mum. Brilliant. Khan, Mum. Yeah. I mean, they're not that, the vowel sound's not that different between the O and the A there. No. So I'm just, Genghis Mum. I love it. I love I it. It's great. Pretty good. Yeah. Number two, Big Rig. Big Rig. Simple as that. Nice. Obviously, it's a stout character. Yeah. A truck, large truck driver. Truck driver. Yeah. Just solid as can be. Beautiful. Ready to do some damage. And the number, number one. one. Number one roller derby's name as a beefy and roll. 365 Daily yeah. Sport. 2018. Number one. Dianosaurus Rex. Dianosaurus Rex. I like that. That <laughs> is a good. cracker. Really brought Absolutely. home. Absolutely. 
They, I mean, you could go on for all these. You can do. We, 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 our favourites from Victoria. Mm. Uh, Screw Barrymore. We yeah. do love Screw Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Lady Trample. Yeah. Who is the best player in the world, by all accounts. Certainly. And my favourite, and your favourite, Rob, I reckon. G Banger! G Banger. Did, G did Banger. We, I can still The number 010. I can still remember it. That was her number, 010. Some of them just, they just hang, they stay with you. They do stay with you. These names, I tell yeah. you what. Yeah, there's a few others here. Those really were the best ones that I've, I found okay. online. Oh, you just telling people the Victoria Roller Derby team are the world champions, by the way. Yeah. Just got to let everybody know that uh, the Victorian girls are the best on the planet. Uh, Mad Monday for NRL clubs was uh, right. yesterday. Yes, yes. How, if, how did they go? If you what don't know some AFL clubs too, I imagine. Well, they were the week before, weren't mm. they? They weren't this week. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, if you don't know, Mad Monday is a tradition in Australia, professional sports people, actually only just rugby league and Aussie rules. I think they're trying to ban it. They are trying to ban it. Basically, <laughs> it is the equivalent of once you're out of the finals, out of playoffs, so to speak, for the uh, American listeners, you basically have a full day where you just go and get on it mm. as a team. And it has been known, the Australians... Who dress up sometimes. Some co- people cost- dress up. Costume um, drama. In this case of the Canary Bulldogs yesterday, they dressed down. Yeah. In fact, they got naked in a pub. Yeah. And grabbed each other's bits. And, and not like in a in a, a rough and tumble out in the suburbs pub. Not in the one from, actually, in Canterbury Bankstown. It was This was in the, in the rocks in, in the Sydney, rocks, right in the centre around the harbour. Which is like the fanciest, snazziest sort of... Yeah, there's the, a few dodgy pubs in the rock, so the might dodgy. have been one. Yeah, mm, dodgy. Well, the might has been done up, I suppose. But okay. it's not. It was some, it's it's, it's some an older. area of money. It is definitely yeah. is. Yeah. So the bulldogs. This is uh, this is what caught my eye, though, Rob. Mm. This is what's going to get you. Uh, bulldog center Josh Morris has taken a swipe at media coverage of his club's infamous, infamous Mad Monday celebrations in an Instagram post. Josh Morris uploaded a split picture of Prince William holding up three fingers, which appears from side on to be him flipping the bird. Okay. The caption read, Perception versus reality, Rob. (laughs) Hashtag telecrap. Okay. But uh, perception versus reality. One of our favourite sayings ever. So basically he was uh, having a go at what things look like in the pub. Right. As opposed to what was really going on. So okay. the perception versus reality debate. Sure. But probably in this case, to the outside world, perception was reality. Even though the Canary Bankstown players, the Bulldogs, were naked and grabbing each other's genitals, perception in his but mind. How? So it, it, it wasn't closed off to the public? It was still open to the public? The they spa? were upstairs. They were upstairs, allegedly. supposedly in their own private area. They're rugby league players. They probably how, didn't think it through. How, but how does someone not only observe that they're there, but get it close enough to establish that they're all grabbing each other by the bollocks. I'm going to read this line, Rob. You read it, go on. The Bulldogs have been issued a please explain by the NRL (laughs) after pictures emerged of players stripping naked, drinking heavily, vomiting on the streets and passing out in front of a Sydney pub on Monday. I think it's all quite (laughs) (laughs) self-explanatory. So it's not as if it was in a private area behind closed doors right. by the yeah. sound of this. Yeah. Um, but th- there's nothing to explain. I think we can all put it two and two together. What's happened there? <laughs> it's a bunch of young men finished the footy season who are in their 20s have probably been in a cage for the entire season. The front page and of the Daily Telegraph. And now they've just gone utterly nuts. The front page of the Daily Telegraph is one of the players literally naked, <laughs> standing on a balcony with the headline, Who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> 
This is the Canterbury Bankstown. Uh, <laughs> Canterbury Bankstown. Is it like dogs. a professional shot, like from a proper? I think somebody's or is got it, it, but the someone's outs- phone. They're or? outside. It's on the front page of the paper, and it's a full page shot. So it's a fairly decent quality image. Well, was there not any or oh, coaching authority around to sort I of try so. and just harness things in a bit if they were concerned about the media getting um, hold? Well, of this is the thing, right? It this is the th- this is what they're getting on. Getting out. NRL boss Todd Greenberg said the club had let the game down and no doubt punishment would follow a quick review. Mm. We had a very detailed discussion with all 16 clubs and the eight clubs that weren't playing in finals. So the expectations were very, very, very clear. Mm-hmm. He really kind of epitomized the very side of things there. Yep. Uh, the Bulldogs have let the game down today. There's no doubt we'll take some action. I've asked the club today for a report. I expect that report to be on our desk within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. The Bulldogs released. I a... would love to read that report. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulldogs released a statement following the incident, uh, describing the function as an end of season get together. I wonder how much detail they went into, like what, 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 who bought each round, what it consisted of. They, there were I, eight tequilas at this point yeah. at 11:37 a.m. They might just print out the tab. Yeah. Because you know how nowadays when you run a tab, they actually itemise each item. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that, Bill. Mm-hmm. The report is there is 28 complete morons <laughs> who <laughs> yeah. have gotten plastered. What were you expecting? Exactly right. It says, uh, the, this is a, a spokesman for the club. The players are aware of their responsibilities and the standards required when representing the club. Yesterday's behaviour was unacceptable and a bad look for the game. Mm. The club will now work with all relevant stakeholders to gather information and fully review what took place. So there you go. I, we will wait with that report. How much will be redacted when it goes public? Who see, knows? that's one of those times, see, where it's a good time to pull out the phrase when they start complaining and go, oh, well, it could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody could have died. Yeah, it seems like... So see, sometimes that saying it could have been worse is not helpful. <laughs> but in that situation, it is very helpful. Like, say when something goes really badly wrong in your life and yeah. you're not happy about it and someone tries to go, oh, it could have been worse... You want to punch him in the face, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, this, you, when, when you know you've blown it and you've actually... Well, the shoe's on the other foot. Actually, number one, yeah. did anyone get hurt? <laughs> don't know. Anyone else? Anyone no. else? Apart from the place. Self-infliction, no problem. Is anyone offended not, by... Not really. ...male nudity anymore? <laughs> not really. What do you mean, anymore? <laughs> like, like it's, it's changed. It's cha- it has changed. So at one point it was offensive. Oh, yeah. And now it's... Now no. people are more accepting yeah, of it. Nobody cares anymore. I think uh, people cared less before. What about, like, Woodstock? Oh, yeah, they didn't care. Burning Man. They don't yep. care. Number three. Well, I can't, you can't compare a blatant, like, psychotic lefty festival to the point of... Psychotic lefty to, well, festival? Yeah, yeah, it's the psycho left. Right, okay. The, the ones that have no... are so away from the system that everything is the opposite of the system. Mm. You can't compare that to a football team. No. Um, They're in the desert, like, all on LSD. True. At, at least... Amongst other things, yeah. yeah. Number three, in this instance, no females were touched, groped, <laughs> or infringed upon. We're, that was my could have been worse thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So but, what, this is but, what I'm saying. But no, but it should be. It shouldn't be acknowledged that that's any great feat. Well, it is for a rugby league uh, no, team. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you now. No, but. It should not be something, no, as a man, right. you should be proud saying... Well, we're a pro-feminist we show, We didn't Rob. offend or harm any women in any way. And in fact, they groped that's, that's, each other. 
So you got back to your. That means you're at only at a point of neutrality. Well, they didn't go you below that you line. You haven't gone right? below. Yes, and, exactly in that particular right. field of society, yeah. you've managed to maintain a point of neutrality. Well, that's Although, it. But that's um, good. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's well, a it's, win. It's not here nor there. It's a win for the Bulldogs, and it's a win for rugby league. Well, in the scheme of things, of what you're telling me, you could say it's a win, only because the rest of things have fallen well below the bar. All right. No, that's exactly so right. There's a sort of a hierarchical thing going on here. Well, anyway, a, n- nothing. Racist happened. True. Yeah. Nothing yeah, yeah. racist. So nothing sex, nothing racist, nothing or homophobic. homophobic. Yeah. So the main three that generally people are looking at. Yeah. Transphobic. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. That's no, it. Nothing like that. It's a win for rugby so league, Rob. It's oh. a win for the Bulldogs. <laughs> they haven't offended any of these particular no. social issues in any way, shape, or form. They didn't take a dump so, in the corridor <laughs> of the hotel. <laughs> they've done. They didn't pee in their own mouths, yeah. and they didn't masturbate a dog. That's right. All they've done is reinstill a sort of caricature of a meathead man um, back into culture uh, that has been waning frankly they were they're bringing it back it's a bit of a retrospective moment the worst thing is it's probably the last ever mad monday we will ever see (laughs) (laughs) it's called mad monday i know people go mad is it acceptable nowadays i don't even know yeah i mean pretty soon it's just gonna be monday every monday yeah yeah every monday after a loss oh the boys in the pub again (laughs) (laughs) what's their record this year they've lost every game The madness, the madness of the Monday. Yeah. Great. Oh. Okay. oh, it's good to see someone stepped up to the plate because it'd be a bit boring if everyone was sort of... Yeah, that's true, yeah. actually. I don't know. That's the only one we've heard this year, isn't it? I didn't hear any last week from the AFL of any dodgy uh, dodgy Mad Monday celebrations. Nah, no, no, no. Nah. They're, they're particularly cautious about it mm. here. I think that I mean, the last, ever since Fev... There was the, <laughs> the Fev dildo and there was the burned dwarf or something. Was that one? Yeah. The St. Kilda one, wasn't it? Yeah, the St. Kilda one. Yeah. Where they set a dwarf on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. They talked about that and said, uh, you know, one team goes and burns a dwarf and you ruin it for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You can't get better than that. I, I have to say, you really can't get better than that. Anyway, um, Rob, do you want to be a world champion? Even I think we've just missed this one. I think it was last weekend. Brady, oh. Texas. There's a lot of these so in Texas. So you're telling me I've got an entire year to prepare? Yeah, you you've got an entire year to prepare. Okay. It's the World Championship Barbecue Goat Cook-Off. Barbecued goat? Yeah. Barbecue goat okay. cook-off. Specifically just, just going for the one uh, animal. Yep, Brady, and, Texas. Uh, it must be barbecued. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's the uh, World I've certainly not had it barbecued before. I've, I've most I've most often frequented in uh, an Indian curry. Well. Oh, Indian curry, goat fowl is uh, it's a very very hot curry. But I love mm-hmm. goat curry; it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. This was the forty fifth year of the World Barbecue Goat Cookoff. By okay. the way, mm-hmm. um, still smoking, still yeah. smoking. Um, the the logo is like a goat version of Willie Nelson, or it's a Willie Nelsonified goat. Right. So he's got the dreads and the things, because it's, it's obviously, do you know, uh, it's probably, it must be near Abbott, Texas, because that's where Willie Nelson's from, by the way. I know these things. Right. After being a native of Texas for a while. 
Okay. Um, it all started in 1974 when 16 cook teams got together to roast some goat in an attempt to raise money for the JCs of McCulloch County. Mm-hmm. McCulloch County? We've probably, we may have even been there. I think we have been to McCulloch County. We have been to McCulloch County. We're, it rings a bell. We got lost to near the jousting. Yeah, that's, that's it. McCulloch County. That's where they it was. They hold the goat thing. Yeah, they do. Wow. Yes, it was just your typical small town Texas cook-off. We could never have imagined that it would become what it is today. We now boast 206 cook teams with a 90-plus team waiting list. Close to 10,000 attendees come from all over Texas and beyond. Over 5,700 pounds of goat a cook teacher in Richards Park on Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know what you're thinking. You've got to be kidding me. Hey. Hey. Nope. We're not kidding. And it gets even better. Not only is this the biggest and longest running cook-off of its kind, but it's also fun for the whole family. Yes, Billy, Nanny, and the kids, otherwise known as Dad, Mom, and the children, can all enjoy a fun-filled activity-packed weekend with a Texas beer and wine tasting, arts and craft fair, children's games and activities, a goat gallop fun run, horseshoe and washer pitching tournament, Cook a karaoke on Friday night and live music all day, Saturday and Sunday. It's good times for all ages. Mm. So, uh, yeah, the World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off. Well, they barbecue everything else fantastically well. Yeah, so, they do. I mean, it's just another uh, another thing to add to the uh, the repertoire there. Yeah, that's it. Or the um, abattoir. <laughs> there's a... <laughs> hey, not bad from Roberto. There's a uh, margarita judging contest as well on the Saturday. Bloody Mary, a mystery meat judging. But, like, I mean, to suggest that I can be a world champion of this... Like, like uh, the, the, this is an art form. It uh, is to, an art to, form. To get it, to get it right. Teams. I mean, I, the, the way they do it over there is a whole other level. Oh, it is. They love a bit it's of barbecue. This TV show's dedicated to it now. Yeah, yeah. Also, I did see it is also it's the Mud Football World Championships as well. I think that is this weekend. It's in uh, so New it says, Hampshire. Well, it says mud. It's actually like a, like a foot of mud, isn't it? It's more like a, a big pool. Yeah, it is. Just it's like basically quite a, a muddy field, flooded field, and this is Mary. Uh, American football as well. It's not soccer, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, because the soccer mud football world championship is in uh, Turkey, uh, amongst oh. other places, and Scotland. So, or Finland, actually, isn't it? Finland, we saw that. I so you, this is... I, for some reason, I thought you were talking about rugby in the mud. Well, football, see? That's yeah. what happens when we confuse football. I'm pretty sure this is American football. Uh, New Hampshire, I've written it down. So, mm-hmm. uh, North Conway, New Hampshire. So, uh, that's another one this weekend. It's also, um, now, I love this. It is the World Wellington Boot throwing championships as well coming up in wellington somerset hey now i would imagine i'm just going to put my uh, head on the block here because the world welly wanging championship is in upper thong valley uh, village in north yorkshire w- wanging welly wanging right this sounds a bit not see quite... this is the thing Welly wanging and wellington boot throwing are essentially the same thing okay. right they really are so they're just trying different ways of getting this world championship. But what better place to hold it than Wellington, where the Wellington boot was possibly invented? I don't really know. Uh, so it's this weekend, this Sunday in Courtfields Community School, Mantle Street, Wellington. It incorporates a dog show, but you could That's be a world good. champion by throwing a Wellington boot. You, Sorry, you do it, understand what a Wellington boot is, don't you? It's, Southern it's, Hemisphere it's, a, it's a gum boot. It is a gum boot, yes. And you just got to throw it as far as you can? Yeah, any, um, any way you can. You know, you can throw it. Overhand, underhand, you can do a spinning chuck. Yeah, yeah, lots just of another things. one of these uh, sports where you just you throw it, but throw you just stuff. change the object. 
you just yeah, change yeah. the other. But there should be different techniques. Like, you couldn't use the same technique in throwing a Wellington boot as you would a tuna. Yeah. But that's a toss, not a throw. Probably the same thing. Well, uh, I would imagine you'd throw a similar technique. Who knows? Until we enter these things, Rob, we don't really know, do we? Yeah. Well, I'm not, where, is, where was it again? Uh, Wellington in Somerset. Ah, okay. Southwest of well, England. That's, that's a fair way away. Yeah, it is. But it's this weekend. We've got time for we leave tomorrow. You would think they would have it in Wellington, New Zealand. Why not? Perhaps that's a, uh, the southern hemisphere. Might be a bit windy. Windy Wellington. Mm-hmm. Could do it in the in the, tin, in the uh, cake tin. Cake tin. Out of the wind. Not a great spot. Um, it's also the Strider Bike World Championship. Now, Strider, Strider bikes are those bikes that basically anything between two and five-year-olds kind of sit on. They don't have any pedals, hence why you stride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they call them balance bikes in Australia. Do they make adult-sized ones, do they? No. No. This is the thing. So growing people, growing men and women, it's it's only for kids. It's a world championship for, like, two- to five-year-olds. Well, that's a bit messed up. Uh, An official. I love it. I love the fact that there is a world championship for strider bike riding. But a two-year-old can't take on a five-year-old. Yeah, there might be age groups. Age age groups? Yeah. Would they do it by age or would they do it by height or or, uh, kind Um. of leg length? Because you you sent sure. me a video I'm... of a of a Tongan lad playing rugby league or possibly rugby union, and it's under tens, isn't it? This oh, rugby yeah, yeah, rugby yeah. game, yeah. and he's, he's like he's massive. He is fifty kilos heavier than every other kid on the field, and he just rumbles over them, and he hands yeah. them off, oh, he'd and they be at least twice the weight. Anyway. It, it's like yeah. an arcade game, and there's kids flying. He's handing them off and throwing them off. And well, he actually, if they're gonna tackle him, he runs at them. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and like. And just smashes them. Great performance by that young lad. <laughs> yeah. He's just a big bully, basically. Yeah, essentially. Eventually, everyone's going to catch it. He's just going to be a fat prop in the end. Well, I thought they were, in New Zealand especially, they were zoning, or zoning, or grading kids well, by Well, I reckon he was that young that, oh, it, they, that they probably don't, they don't do it. that far. They hadn't got that far. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a bit of a chink in the armour, the flaw in the right. system, whatever Got you want to call it. But essentially, like, the thing, that's what's crazy about Jonah Lomu, is that that's what he was doing as, to, as an uh, playing international as an rugby yeah, that's right. against the best, as, against best athletes in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Webb it was his favourite victim, mm-hmm. and Rory Underwood, I think, was the other one, wasn't he? Rory Underwood and the uh, Mike Cat. My Cat. Mike Cat. My Cat. No. <laughs> I hate Mike Cat. I have to be honest with you, because in 2003, World Cup quarterfinal, yep. uh, Wales were wallop in England, yep. and I don't even know who was coached then. Um, whoever it was, they made a tactical change. They brought my cat on at half-time. 2003 was uh, Clive Woodward. Probably was Clive Woodward. Mm. Changed the game. My cat changed my, the game. My cat, I can't believe that. My cat changed the game. He really did. He ge- Genuinely, Wales were all over him. Wales were a shoe-in for the semi-final. What, did, he, did he hit the goals as well? No, he, didn't t- he just changed the way they played. Okay. They just straightened up Did the lines. Did he come up first five or something? Uh, inside centre, yeah. Oh, because he was yeah. fullback in that game where Jonah runs yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he would have played. He played a lot of 10, didn't he? Did he play 15 as well back then? But he was all 15. Yeah. So, no, he played in the centre. He cha- totally changed the game. I still, I'm never going to forget. <laughs> never. <laughs> we should be world champions. <laughs> 2003, 2011. Well, we had a chance. We got knocked <laughs> out by Australia in the semi-final. Yeah. One and set try. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, what you got coming up this weekend, Robert? This weekend, I'm going up uh, to Wangaratta. Oh, the Wang. I'm going Are to... Are you going uh, mushroom foraging, Rob? Uh, <laughs> it's not in season right now. Oh, isn't it? So, uh, but, Truffles? Uh, I think, uh, well, this is the thing, see. I think we're going on like a wine tour. Um, 
Does she know you're in training? She does, but it's kind of up to me, you know. She could it's not, it's not, it doesn't change her life for uh, for me. But meeting the father for the first time, oh, prospective um, father-in-law. Um, and uh, but uh, I still figure I have still actually got nine weeks. Yeah, then there'll be eight but, weeks. Then um, it'll be seven weeks. Well, we got to start sometime. No, I, I, I'm, I'm started. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting well. You're just gonna be, a, you're gonna be the heaviest of the light heavyweights. You're gonna, you're just gonna. Uh, you, I've kind of, weeks, I have kind of reserved myself the fact that I'm going for like. With 85, about three weeks to go, you're just gonna say, oh, I'm just gonna be under ninety-one now. <laughs> I'm not gonna do eighty point nine. I'm gonna be ninety-one. I'm just gonna be a waddler. Just no, gonna... because I genuinely need to be able to move uh, with more agility. But I mean, honestly, I, I have, I've lost six kg in four weeks before. So uh, that's that. I know because I know that. I think it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't do you any good. But no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to bit, a bit of wine tour this weekend and yeah. stuff like that. And then, and then uh, and then the only thing diet starts that, tomorrow. I'll have, I'll have grand final week. That's about it. Yeah, but then of course the horse races start, don't they? <laughs> Actually, that week we're away. <laughs> that's the week we go to Gold Coast for your boxing. Yeah, Melbourne but the, Cup, no, but Melbourne the whole the whole of October's got horses. Oh, I know that flat out. You're not going to go to every. No, minute, I'm not going. I'm not going to any of them actually. And in fact, October that's uh, that's the month that I actually lost six kg when what, one right. year. Okay, one year. You had a leg amputated. He did. No, that's how he lost six kg. I just stopped drinking and ran a lot. <laughs> that's all you got to do. And stop eating too. <laughs> just stop eating. <laughs> Well, what an addition. You're off to Adelaide. Yes. Um, We're going to go and uh, say, go and watch some kids' football, mm -hmm. soccer. That's about it, actually, Adelaide. If anyone knows of anything to do in Adelaide, please uh, jump on our Facebook page, 365 Days Sport. Let me know what's going on. Uh, We've got to thank Mesita, the best sportswear in Australia. The uh, Just jump on mesita.com.au or 1300Mesita, give them a bell. Check out my club shop, just about to launch in Australia as well, probably tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, myclubshop.com.au will launch. Look at their Facebook page, look at everything else. Eat beef jerky, it's good for you. Check out, uh, lots of brands are available, but one will stand out. <laughs> Apart from that, it has been an absolute pleasure to bring you 365 Days of Sport. We'll see you next week.